Today on Locked On Red Wings, which Detroit Red Wings should have their numbers retired next? Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And Scotty, today some news broke in the NHL world that uh, Mika Kipper, Kippersoff was getting his jersey retired by the Calgary Flames. And that had us thinking, be a nice evergreen off-season episode if we kind of just look at the Detroit Red Wings organization and talked about whether or not there were players who are deserving of having that honor within this organization. And obviously, you know, and it's on the, the show sheet on YouTube. If you guys are looking at watching us on YouTube, you can see it on the screen. There's one number that a lot of Red Wings fans basically have as a given at this point. Um, us, well, me, myself included, I'm the one who made the show sheet. We'll see where you feel on that one, Scotty. But, you know, a couple other guys as well. And then maybe delve into, like, should the Red Wings, and this is going to sound crazy, but, like, the Red Wings have a really high standard for jersey retirements. Like, there's a lot of greats who have worn Red Wings uniforms, who have spent a lot of time in, of their career in Detroit, yet haven't been given that honor. So, you know, we'll talk about, are there dark, dark horse candidates that maybe you know, should be in the conversation, if not actually retired by the Detroit Red Wings. And, you know, finish off with, is there anyone on the current roster we could see maybe one day getting that honor? Uh, so let's start off, Scotty, with what I think is the obvious one. Um, in my opinion, it's well past time that Sergei Fedorov's number be retired by the Detroit Red Wings. Where do you feel on that? Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be the one to <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy. I'm not going to be the one to publicly go against the grain in that regard. Um no, I mean certainly I'm I I fully agree with that. I I think that um I, I mean just like uh, really checks every box of like what is required of that, like production, longevity. Uh, I guess the longevity thing is maybe like the most in question part as far as like, you know, like length of tenure. I guess that that's kind of like the most argued part of, you know, the people that are part of the resistance there. But the like, resistance. <laughs> but yeah, but like, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, like production you, you have, obviously team success you have. Uh, and then just like impact on the game of hockey. I mean, certainly, you know, far, uh, far and away a uh, very high up on that list as well. Uh, along with you know some teammates so like yeah I I I mean I'm not yeah I'm not going to be the one to disagree with that I'm I'm uh fully on par with you there I I think that it's well overdue yeah I mean 13 years with Detroit 954 points in 908 games with the team he was a dual threat he was great offensively and defensively he could score like he was one of the flashiest players and in fact there's conversations where it's like if he plays his entire career with Detroit, like, is he remembered, you know, as, as even better than Steve Eiserman? Like th yeah. that's the type of tier he was in 19 and 91 were a, a, a dynamic duo. And he was just, I mean, to put it bluntly in 2017, when the NHL was doing their top 100 players of all time, he was named to that list. 
Like he was considered, he is considered one of the best hockey players who have ever played in the NHL. He's a Hall of Famer, three-time Stanley Cup winner, all rookie, all rookie team, two-time Selkie. He won a Hart, a Pearson Award, an All Star. I mean, he has everything to back it up. And the biggest reason, and this is a conversation that you know is so almost, you know, in recent years has been overly talked about, right? Like we're not the first ones that say this. In fact, we've said it on this show in the past, I believe. I think we had a conversation very similar to this when Red Kelly got his number retired. Yeah, Like, this is a thing that the Red Wings should have done years ago, and every day that it doesn't happen from there on out, it becomes even more, you know, criminal that it hasn't. And I understand that the biggest reason why Sergei Fedorov's number has not been retired is when he left a bad taste uh, with ownership with the way he left. Yeah. He went and decided to chase the money. He didn't want to take a team-friendly deal, blah, 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 blah. I get it. But that wound is healing. And now our generation of fans is only remembering him for how good he was and the impact he left on the ice and the impact he had on this Detroit Red Wings team winning Stanley Cups. And he was, you know, there's an argument to be made that the Stanley Cups don't happen Without Sergei Fedorov, obviously the only one that had happened without Sergei Fedorov was the 08 one, but that's because Henrik Zetterberg went God mode and Nicholas Strom was amazing. Uh, <laughs> that guy didn't age. It's just, and there's more reasons to it than that. I'm not trying to water it down to just those two players, but Sergei Fedorov, it's just, it's well past time. And I get that the Red Wings tend to tend to only retire guys in recent memory, at least who have played their entire career with Detroit. And I know it's about the way he left, but he is he was such a legend in the game, in the sport of hockey, in the NHL, that it's criminal that he hasn't been retired as of this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. I, I do think that that really opens the door for a conversation. I know we want to get into more names that like should be thrown into, thrown into the, the ring there, but like I think that it kind of opens the door to the conversation of the standards of the Detroit Red Wings jersey retirement like group, right? Like to be a part of that, what do they have? Eight numbers retired? Like it, I mean, it's it's for a, a franchise that is Yeah, eight. Wow, nice job, off rip. Right. Like for a well, for a franchise that is so historic, like when you're looking over the entire landscape of sports, not even just outside of the game of hockey, just like all of sports. I mean, the Red Wings are 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 one of the most historic and and um, I don't know impactful franchises there are, and like the fact that it's a single digit number, like I mean, just to to like compare. I know it's a different sport and whatnot, but like the Yankees, right? Like they have they, they literally there is you cannot play for the Yankees in the year twenty twenty three and wear a single digit number. They're all retired. So like. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's just like, that's a team that has had obviously a ton of great players and has won a billion times and whatnot. And, and so it's, it's just, it's really fascinating. The wings and I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying objectively the standard they hold to, and I kind of like it, honestly, I kind of appreciate it's kind of cool. Just thinking I, I go back and forth on it, I guess, but I do kind of appreciate like, Oh, like being a, Jersey retired Detroit Red Wing is like literally one of the greatest honor in sports because of how hard it is to like meet the requirements to get in. But uh, at the same time, it certainly opens the door for a lot of conversations like this, where there's a lot of people that uh, uh, I think 
most other fan bases, if not 29, well, I guess now 31 other fan bases would look at the, uh, the criteria and the resume of a player and be like, well, they'd be retired here. And, and I think that 91 is a great example of that. Yeah, I mean, there are some teams in the league that will retire uh, names and numbers just because the player was great at one point. I think, was it in the Colorado Avalanche who retired Ray, Bo- Ray Bork after he played like one year with them? He won a Stanley Cup. It was a great moment, one of the most memorable moments in NHL history. You know, after all these years, Ray Bork, it, it was great. But like he played, like, what, one, maybe two years with the Colorado Avalanche. There are some teams that just do it because that player was really good at some point. And I respect the hell out of the fact that the Detroit Red Wings you know, have a pretty strict guideline, but by all means, Sergei Fedorov, he crushes every single one of those. I agree. I, what I, in- yeah. What I said was not like, uh, I don't think like, Oh, 91 yeah, doesn't reach that bar, but like, it's just, but- it really is one of those things where they, I mean, they're going to play hard to get as, as much as they can because they want it to remain one of, you know, the most prestigious groups to kind of be a part of. But that's my point is he he does hit that prestige, right? Like, Agreed. and I know you're not arguing against him. You're just laying out like how it works. And, and, you know, to even go against the argument where like they like players, at least in recent memory, who have played their entire career, like Gordy Howe didn't play his entire NHL career with yeah. the Detroit Red Wings. And I know part of that's because, you know, the Hockey Association got merged with the NHL. So the Hartford Whalers became an NHL team. But like Terry Sawchuk had three different stints with the Red Wings. Uh, Red Kelly very famously played for both Toronto and Detroit. Right. His number retired with both Ted Lindsay, uh, Sid Abel, like all those guys played with other teams at certain points, yet their numbers are still retired. It's like a recent trend that Lidstrom and Eiserman kind of started. And I don't even know. And this could just be like recency bias. That might not even be a part of it. That might just be a coincidence, right? Like once this happenstance, twice as coincidence, three times a trend. So if like the next number who gets retired <laughs> is fully just a Red Wing through and through, then we know this is a trend at this point. But Sergei Fedorov deserves to be in that group, the same group as Steve Eisman. Like, they're the same tier of player. The only difference is, is the ownership didn't like how Sergei Fedorov left. And I feel like at this point in 2023, that wound should be healed. I agree. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about number 13 and number 40. We're just going to put it out there for you guys. Datsuk and Zetterberg, are they in that tier? Uh, so stay tuned to Lockdown Red Wings. But first, got to talk to you guys today about FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You can spend betting everything from the money line to over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on that app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Scotty, let me ask you. Well, first of all, is there a lefty on the mound for Tuesday's game against the Royals? Yes. So, Kerry Carpenter's not playing. Kerry Carpenter is playing. Is playing. Okay, would you bet on him to hit a home run? Because he's been pretty hot lately. Uh, against the lefty? Mm, no. Oh, he's been hot lately. Riley Green not playing. Wow. Instead. Yeah, but that one's more, I don't know. We that's a different thing. But like that I think that one's more of just like they're really babying him back from the injury that's than fair. it is like lefty. How about uh runs over under eight and a half? I would not bet you could not pay me to bet the over on Tigers run totals. Tarek Scoobal on the mound, no. though, he's been good since his return. Yeah, he'll pitch four innings. So 
If you want to put your trust in the Tigers offense and then five innings of the bullpen, then be my guest. Get your betting advice straight from Scotty Bentley. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Really, segment two, Lockdown Red Wings. Really, we should have you do, be doing the FanDuel reads since it's like baseball-oriented right now. You're the baseball guy <laughs> it here. It's very, yes. My, uh, the, the FanDuel reads are, are very easy for... Uh, for me over at Locked On Tigers, that's for sure. Just bet on, you know, how many swings and misses Javi Baez is going to have in a given game. You certainly can. How many high velo pop-outs is uh, Torkelson going to have? Spencer Torkelson, nice. Yeah. Uh, I know baseball. You, correct. <laughs> anyway, Scotty, uh, let's get into the second part of this conversation. There were two parts of this conversation we felt were pretty obvious. Um, the Sergey Fedorov part, and then addressing Datsuk and Zetterberg because they were a huge part of continuing the success of the Detroit Red Wings um, as that core from the 90s aged. And, you know, they spent a lot of money in 02 to bring another championship to the table. But that core continued to age. Those all, those Hall of Fame veterans, that super team, they were all older guys at that point. Zetterberg and Datsuk came in a year apart. I believe Datsuk was the first in 02, won a Stanley Cup as a rookie. Zetterberg came in 03 and they continued with Lidstrom the success and carried that over to another Stanley Cup and another decade of playoff runs, decade and a half of playoff runs from that point. And they were both lifers with the Detroit Red Wings. They didn't play 20 years like Lidstrom and Zetterberg did, or Lidstrom and Eisenman did rather. Uh, but Zetterberg had 15 years with the Detroit Red Wings and Datsuk had 14. Datsuk had 918 points in 953 games. Zetterberg had 916 1,082. They were, and I do believe without a doubt that they will be in the Hall of Fame someday. Uh, it's that Datsuk's not yet eligible because he just retired from playing professional hockey in Russia. Yeah. Uh, and Zetterberg had, got snubbed yet again, and I will stand by that. But they were both such high impact players and high level players. I mean, Datsuk was super flashy, known for being a two way forward he will be a hall of famer i think first ballot absolutely but zetterberg i think was an unsung player the most bulk of his career because datsuk took a lot of the limelight because of how flashy he was zetterberg was the the epitome of consistency like you knew what you were getting out of zetterberg and it was high level play i mean that's why he got the c after right. Lindstrom retired you so, also have captain and career red wing for you know, Z that and not, Smythe winner. <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah. He has plenty of more accolades too. I'm, I'm just saying like, as far as Jersey retirements go, like he never played for another team anymore. The captain, like that's, that's gonna, I, I would imagine hold a lot of weight. And then yeah, Datsuk is, is, is Datsuk. I, but it's the, interesting because then we, you know, we go back to the conversation of the standards are pretty darn high though. Right. And um, when talking about these two, like, Neither have a, th a thousand career points, right? Like, it's 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 one of those like, is the bar so high that like these guys aren't going to get their jersey retired? And the, I think the thing that helps them and maybe hurts some other players, such as like ninety one, or I know like off air beforehand, we talked a little bit about Shanahan. Like, I think. 
era matters a lot and not in terms of like recency bias. I don't mean anything about like that. I, I, I just mean they were the two best players on the Detroit Red Wings for quite a while. I mean, certainly the back end, like after Lindstrom retired, I mean, they were pretty objectively the two best players on the wings from then until, I don't know, I, I guess the playoff streak ended, right? And until they, they retired, until the Joe went out. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I think that that helps them a lot. Like they were the the best players on a cup team. And that's something that certainly the best forwards on a cup team. And like, that's something that I think holds a lot of weight as well. If, if, if you look at some of those other players that we I'm sure will mention as the show goes on and are like, Oh, like, look at, but they're like career point totals are better. And they're, you know, they're, they've won more awards or whatnot. And you go through, it's like, yeah, for sure. But when you're talking about like comparing them to the teams they were on, they weren't, the one a one B of that team, like the two of those guys were for the, you know, most recent cup team. Yeah. And that's, that's just the thing too. Like they were so really good. Like Datsuk, especially an elite talent. I think at one point, I mean, he had two ninety-seven point seasons, never broke 100 points, but came God close. Yeah. It's like, is, is the one thing that stops him from being in that territory tenure, like only 14 years. It just, I feel, and they both, again, they have those individual accolades. Zetterberg was the leader. He won the Conn Smythe. Datsuk was a three-time Selkie winner, four-time Lady Bing winner. Like, I feel like they have the individual accolades to put them. Datsuk listed as, you know, one of the hundred, again, hundred greatest players to ever play the game. Dat, uh, Zetterberg, unfortunately, didn't get that. I feel like, I feel like Datsuk, more than Zetterberg, deserves to have his number retired, but they're so connected like you can't think of Datsuk without Zetterberg that it almost would feel would criminal to put one but not the other in the rafters or in the Hall of Fame if you want to even go there. But then again, you talk, then you talk, and it's like if you put their numbers up there, does that then lower the standard for what it means to have your number retired by the Detroit Red Wings? And I, I don't know. I if I if you ask me right now, would I retire Datsuk and Zetterberg's number? I would tell you yes, but that's because of what they meant to the team in that era. They were the faces of the franchise. They There's were the- an entire generation of Red Wings fans who those two, and I, I mean Lindstrom as well, but he, you know, his number is retired. Like those two were like the face of the Wings for like a younger generation. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. were, they, they were the Red Wings, and like I, I compare that that comment you had there at the end. Um, like I compare it a little bit to on the Tigers side of things, like Trammell and Whitaker, right? Like neither of them had their numbers retired for a long time. And everybody always talked about how much of a travesty it was and how stupid it was that it wasn't. And because the Tigers had a weird thing where like they really only wanted to retire numbers of players who were in the Hall of Fame and Trammell and Whitaker and Morris weren't in the Hall of Fame. And then finally, on like the second chance ballot is what I call it, but like the Veterans Committee votes in Trammell and Morris. And so they both get their numbers retired immediately after getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, immediately. And then a year or two goes by, 
and they go, well, even though Whitaker's not in the Hall of Fame, we can't retire Trammell and not retire Whitaker, and they retired his number anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's one of those things where I, I – when you said that, you know, made that comment about, like, it would be weird to just have one of their numbers retired, I agree. And I really view it rather similarly to the Trammell and Whitaker scenario where, like, you kind of either have to take a stand and almost like not retire either of them or retire both of them. Cause I don't think it's going to fly for very long. If you just take the stand of like, Oh, yeah. we're just going to retire 13. I don't think that's going to fly. Oh, I agree. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about dark horse candidates. Uh, and if there's anyone on the current Red Wings team that maybe one day could be a candidate for number retirement. So stay tuned to lockdown Red Wings. Segment three lockdown Red Wings podcast you know we talk about would datsuk and zetterberg kind of almost lower the bar for what it means to have your name retired and i feel like that's such a disingenuous way of phrasing it in a way because like it almost makes it sound like you know they're just not they weren't as good and like no they weren't steve eiserman they weren't nick lidstrom they weren't gordy howe but they were still some of the damn best players in the league in their prime um that being said, like if they do get those numbers retired, do you start looking at other guys who played long stretches of pe- long periods of time with the Detroit Red Wings and didn't get their numbers retired and go, hmm, maybe we should reassess that player? Um, and you already mentioned one in segment two, the two that I think of most when I think of guys who played long periods of time with the Detroit Red Wings and were pretty damn good. I mean, Brandon Shanahan, Chris Chelios are two big ones. Shanahan played nine years, 633 points in 716 games with the Red Wings, uh, finished his career with 1,354 points in 1,500-plus games. And again, three-time cup winner, three-time All-Star, one of the 100 best players in NHL history. The King Clancy, like this isn't a Ray Bork situation with Brandon Shanahan. He played more years with the Detroit Red Wings than he played with any other team, nine whole years. And he was a really important piece of the 97 team, the 98 team, the 02 team. Like there are three Stanley Cups that he won with the Detroit yeah. Runnings that were big parts. And yet for some reason, Shanahan's number isn't in that echelon. And I think it mostly is because he played less than, you know, 10 years with the Detroit Red Wings. He bounced around the league a little bit, but like nine years of really good hockey from one of the best players in to have played the game. Absolutely. Well, it's, and again, like there's, there's a laundry list of those kind of players for the Red Wings, right? Like it just, it all comes down to honestly, for most of them, it just comes down to tenure. Like, are you, you know, who are you willing to, at what point is it like, Oh yeah, they were awesome. But like, it was only a couple of years and like, maybe it was on the back nine of their career or whatnot. Like there's a ton of conversations around that. And like, you know, that's a, a little more, justifiable to kind of leave them off the list I think but there's a I mean yeah I don't want to just keep running in circles around Shanahan but like that's that's another one like that's very much a a guy who I feel like on a lot of other teams if he had the exact same production and and won the same amount like he would be he, he he would be a lot more heavily considered and I feel like for this fan base it's not even a conversation like it's just like oh yeah like no which, like, I, I'm not again. Like, I'm not why? saying that's wrong. The, why the no? Wings, the Red Wings have a super high set standard, but like, that's just where it's at. Like, what has Brendan Shanahan not done? Like, that is it is literally just tenure? Like, we've had we have Red Wings numbers retired that 
left and came back. And the NHL considers him at least back in 2017. You know, maybe if they didn't update a list, it wouldn't be the case, but one of the 100 best players. I know that I'm trying to think. That, so he won the King Clancy trophy with the Detroit Red Wings and was an all star twice uh, in his tenure with the Detroit Red Wings. And I know outside of that, you know, he doesn't have a ton of individual accolades, but he's a Hall of Famer. Like, what? I guess I'm not trying to advocate. I'm not, I don't want to get to get it twisted. I'm not trying to advocate for Brendan Shanahan to have his number retired, but I'm just trying to ask the question as to why, like what hasn't he done? Same thing. And I, to a lesser extent with Chris Chelios, because I did mention his name too. Chris Chelios played 10 years with the Detroit Red Wings. That was more time in, with Detroit than he spent with any of the other teams that he played with Montreal, who he was the captain of Chicago, who he was the captain of. He played the last 10 years of his career, minus a seven-game stint in Atlanta with the Thrashers, with the Detroit Red Wings. And I know that was the back half of his career. He didn't win outside of the Messier for his, a leadership award. He didn't win any of his big awards. He was past his prime. I get that, and that could probably be the argument against it. But, like, this is one of the best players to have ever played a game. the game. Again, I've been saying this all, all episode long because the Red Wings have had so many of the best players who have ever played to play on their team. Another guy considered one of the top 100 players who have ever played the sport, played more time with the Red Wings than he did with any other team that he was the captain of, won Stanley Cups here. And I, it's it's just like, so, what hasn't he done? Right. So my, my rebuttal to, I, I guess, when I was originally thinking it was, was Shanahan, but I guess it, it really applies to both. At any point, if you were to rank the best players on the Detroit Red Wings every single year that those two guys played for the Detroit Red Wings, what is the highest that either of them slot in at? Oh, that's a good question. Because it's I mean, never top two, objectively. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. It's never top three. It's probably, as much as it pains me to say, especially on Shanahan's side, I think it's probably never top three. So, like, again, like, that's where I feel like the argument of, you of, think it's a circumstance like, of how stacked their rosters were? Correct. Uh, seriously, though, like that, and that was my point. When I guess that's what I was trying to articulate with, with the, um, with with the Dotsuk and Zetterberg conversation when I was talking about uh, like era, like era specific to the Red Wings. Like, I, I, I mean, yeah, like they, they eventually, they were the young guys on on those early two thousands teams, so they stayed, and eventually they became the best players on the team. They became the C and the A. So they were able to to and then win their own cup. So like they, you know, like stayed the course and whatnot and 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 had age, you know, all those factors, whatever. And like these other guys were talking about, like they were unfortunately just like it, it's tough. I feel like it's tough for a lot of people and, and this organization included. And again, not saying this is right or wrong, but I feel like it's tough for people to be like, oh yeah, like the fifth best player on the cup team, let's retire his jersey. And he wasn't a career Red Wing and all that, et cetera, et cetera. Let, let's hang his his number in the rafters. Like, I feel like that's a, again, we're talking about eight people ever. Like this is like one of the, like in, in 100 an organization years. that, yeah, this is an organization that is, you know, like it is one of the most successful in sports and has had some of the most stacked teams in sports history eight people have this honor. Like I, yes, I a hundred percent think that they are the, the fact that they are shadowed by a, an unbelievably, like maybe the most stacked roster in NHL history absolutely hurts their cause because they're they're I mean, it, for some of those years, maybe not even top five players on the Red Wings. Let me get, let me give you a stat here for Chris Chalios. That just blows my mind. At 41 years old, in 2002-2003 season with the Detroit Red Wings, Chris Jelios averaged 
24 minutes of time of ice a game. That was his average 24 minutes yeah. at 41 years old. And then like his last season with the Detroit Red Wings was 28 games in 08, 09, uh, you know, age 47, he played 69 games in the 08 cup with the Detroit Red Wings. Like he averaged nearly 17 minutes at age 46 on the 08 cup team. Like this team, these players are, and you bring up a really good point. I think that maybe that is the reason, like, I, I guess maybe this is the question I'm throwing out to the people here in the comments or wherever you want to respond to us is like, Maybe the question isn't, you know, should these guys be included more be why or what are they missing? And I think what you brought up was a really solid point with like, they, you're right. They, they kind of maybe were overshadowed with some of the all time talent they played with on their roster. So it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, Cause I just look at those names and I look at what they've done over the course of their career and how long they were at the Red Wings and what they did with the Red Wings. And it's just like, mm, you know, they're, it's kind of surprising when you think about it that they're not. But again, that bar at the Red Wings is so high. Um, yeah. And that brings us to the final question. You know, are there any Red Wings on this current team that obviously not right now, if they dropped and retired right now, they wouldn't get their numbers retired. But could we see a Dylan Larkin maybe one day getting retired? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Like if I, if there was betting odds at FanDuel of like, you know, every single person, on the Detroit Red Wings currently, whose odds had the are the highest or are the best to get their jersey retired next. Larkin, I think, would not even be close. I think mm-hmm. he would be like hundreds, maybe even thousands of points ahead of the the second highest person uh, as far as you know, like the highest likelihood to get their number retired. He's the only person that's even remotely worth talking about at this present moment. Um, and. Yeah, like that for that one, it's going to all come down. De- like, he's still so young. Like, people forget he's been here for so long, but like, people forget, like, he's still, what is he, 26? Like, he'll he's be 27 still- on July 30th. Yeah, like, he's, he's still just so unbelievably young and still, you know, if he plays his cards right, still has a decade more with the Red Wings. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a, like a, uh, 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 I don't know. It's not a situation where like, oh, you know, he's just like, this is all he's ever going to be like objectively, right? Like there's still so much that can happen in his career. Um, The thing with Larkin is it's really just going to come down to being on better hockey teams. Like that's, that's, you know, if, if he goes his entire career and is the captain of the wings for whatever, like 12 years, or, 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 you know, like, I don't know, you can get crazy and even say like 15 years. It's not really, I don't think going to matter if the wings are like never good. Like he, he's going to have to be the captain on like a, a not. And again, like when you talk about the standard of the Red Wings, not just like a good team, like he's going to have to win Stanley cups as the captain of the Red Wings. And, um, that's, that's the path. Like it's, it's really like we, we've talked about it with several other players. It's really not even a conversation if he doesn't like, I, yeah. I I don't I don't really think there is much of a path for him at his current production unless he just turns into a, you know, a hundred point player, I guess, for the next decade. Like, I'm not really sure he can get his number retired without winning cups. Yeah, Um, I mean, you know, it is possible. But as of right now, like it'd be a no. Like if he if he continues to do what he's done throughout his career for the rest of his career, like it's it's a no. Like, yes, 79 points is really good. It's one, you know, line one center. But given what's expected of him. You know, it's got to, there has to come with some accolades and it's got to come with some more point production as the team gets better, you know, he'll get better. And you know, he'll, if you surround him with more talent, the point production is going to get even higher. He's not even, you know, most people, uh, well, not most, 
I should say a lot of people, like we don't even know if this is like prime prime. Like there is a chance that he, you know, a lot of people hit their prime in their age, like 27, 28 season. Like there's a chance that he, uh, you know, takes more of a step forward. But the biggest thing is just going to be surrounding him with more talent. So yeah, like th- there's certainly, if, if you were to talk about the only people on the team that have a chance, he's certainly the only one really worth discussing. The only other person I think that, is even remotely in this conversation and it's still far too early to even really like legitimately talk about it would be Sharad. Oh, did you say Sharad? I was kidding. I was kidding. (laughs) Hilarious dude. Um, would be Giovanni Smith. Like that's really, but yeah, no, it's, <laughs> I, I think like cider is really the only other person just because of the church. Tra- and that's even more of just predicting trajectory. Like yeah, obviously, and we're, we're two years into his career. Right, he's I mean, two years in, like, obviously this isn't a real conversation, but given the trajectory that that is, you know, what a lot of people think he can be, if he's, you know, the best defenseman on the Red Wings for, for dang near 20 years and wins multiple cups, like certainly he'll be in that conversation, but long yep. way to go, obviously. Uh, so yeah, that does it with our conversation guys. You want to take 60 seconds and make the pitch for number 30 to be retired, dude. Oh, Chris Hosgood. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I've, I've learned my lesson. I was, on that one. <laughs> I was really waiting for it. I was like, Oh, dark horses. Hmm. Brian. Hmm. I wonder, you know, Mike Vernon had his number retired at the Calgary flames. It's time it for a banner to be raised in the Detroit too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's where we're at. Tell us if you agree, if you disagree, uh, where you think on the, the, conversation as far as like guys who maybe should but haven't things like that i didn't really say that at all but you know what haven't these guys done that they needed right. to have done to have gotten their number retired or if people are, are should the red wing standards remain super high for these guys or should they maybe come down because there are more guys stuff like that whatever your thoughts are you'll let us know anyways i don't have to tell you guys you guys get every single day i get you guys's comments and i Absolutely. love every one of them <laughs> Every single one. I especially loved the uh, flat earth one I got the other day. That one was sick. Honestly, most of them, like genuinely, like a very high percentage, like a majority, more than oh, a majority, yeah. a substantial majority are like, you know, good, are, are, are good people. Yeah. But I, I just saw it's also the internet. So it's that's also the internet. Yeah. Some of them I, I open, I go, where did the 180, one, one guy, I, I don't want to, hey, whatever. It could have just been fun trolling, but like, Going from talking about how much you love the red and white Red Wings to talking about how the Earth is flat, like that threw me through a loop. I loved that comment. That was, um, <laughs> that was a roller coaster for sure. I laughed so hard. Um, it was great. All right, Scotty, any final thoughts? We ball. We do ball. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode tomorrow, so stay tuned. Same time, same place to your team every day. Every day.